Good morning, Hope Church. Welcome to our service. Uh, thank you for being a part of this time that we have together. Uh, our scripture today, if you want to open up your Bible and find it, is in James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. It says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Church, let's pray together. Lord God, I thank you for this time that I get to have in this moment just to preach your word. I'm excited. Um, and God, just I recognize there's no power in my flesh and blood. There's no power apart from you. God, I need you in this moment. I need you to go forth, prepare the hearts of all those who are listening. Holy Spirit, do amazing, beautiful things. We pray, God, that you would just rid us of distraction, rid us of anything that would keep our hearts and minds from focusing on you and what you want to do in this moment. Lead me, give me direction, make me aware of what your Spirit is wanting to do. I am trusting in you, Lord. This is your name I pray. Amen. All right, well, welcome. Uh, my name is Logan Smith. For those of y'all who may not know me, I am the worship pastor and the student pastor here at Hope Church. I'm always excited uh, to get to preach, and uh, we've not necessarily been in a series, but we have been in an emphasis on strength. And so last week, Robert Meacham preached, and he did a phenomenal job talking about the strength that we get from the promises of God. And so today, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what Robert preached on last week. I'm going to kind of take it another step further and forward because he talked last week about how when it comes to being obedient, like we need to always take that crucial step of remembering and reflecting on the promises of God and the strength that those give us. And so today, like I said, I'm going to kind of go another step forward. And I'm today going to talk about the strength that we get from obedience itself. So really, that, that's the whole premise. That's what I'm preaching on today, that there is strength in being obedient to the Lord. And so let's look at this scripture again in James. We're going to read it all, all the way through one more time, and then we're just going to talk about it. It says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So pay attention to that because if you see clearly, James really doesn't have a lot of great things to say about people who hear the word, who know the word, who recognize the word, but then don't do anything about it. He says that they are like people who, like a man forgets his face in a mirror. Those who do not do the word, they forget it. They lose their grip on it. They forget its magnitude. They don't let it soak in. He says in verse 22 that we are deceived when we do this. We are deceived when we hear the word, but don't do anything about it. I mean, how many of us like to be lied to? You know, like, like no one likes to be lied to. That's not fun. But it says in verse 22, look, if you just read the word and think that that's all you got to do and you don't have to act on it, you're lying to yourself. 
He says the blessing doesn't come from just hearing the word, but in verse 25, it says that the blessing, the perseverance, the strength, it comes from doing the word of God. Um, It is those who are obedient to the Lord who are truly blessed in their doing. And so, Listen, I mean, let, 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 let me be clear. It's it's not just like Robert said last week. He talked about this last week, and it's true. Like, we have got to be in the Word. Like, we've got to be like that one-year-old devouring cake. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've got to be that. We've got to get into it. As a matter of fact, we cannot obey the Word without hearing it first. I mean, Paul makes that case in Romans chapter 10 where he says, if people don't hear the Word, how can we even expect them to come to saving grace with the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Like, they've got to hear the word. But again, it is not the hearers only who are blessed. It is the doers who are blessed and strengthened and who persevere. And so, it's not just here in James that it says this. As a matter of fact, the scriptures themselves are just permeated with this teaching. That are those who do the word, not just those who hear it, who are blessed. And so, let's look at a few places. Romans chapter 2, verse 13 It says, For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. And so I know that word, be justified, that may hang you up a little bit. I just want to remind you, we are not saved by our obedience. Like salvation comes through faith in Jesus Christ alone. So what this means is is that we who are saved will be obedient. Like we who are justified, we who are part of life, we will be obedient. And in our obedience, there is blessing. There is, there is righteousness. There is um, just strength. In uh, Luke eleven twenty eight, it says, But he said, and that he is Jesus, but he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it, or those who do it. There's a woman who stands up, who looks at Jesus, and just talks about how blessed his mom is to have had a son like that. I know they would say the same about my mom, right? I'm just kidding. Uh, but Jesus responds and he says, Blessed are those who hear the word and do it, who keep it, not just those who hear, but the blessing, the strength, the endurance that comes from those who do it. John chapter 14, verse 23. Jesus answered him, him being a disciple, if anyone loves me, He will keep my word and my Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Do you see what happens when we keep the word, when we are obedient to the word? There is this intimate relationship with the Father. There's this coming of the Holy Spirit and the Father in our help and in our time of need. So there is strength in the presence and help of the Father. And then lastly, 1 John 2, verse 17 it says, and the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. There is an abiding when we are obedient to the will of God. Everything else in this world is going to pass away. Everything. And so if that's true, if everything is passing away, then how or why could we possibly find strength in anything other than the Father? How can we find strength in anything other than just being obedient to the will of God, which will never pass away? Our strength is found in obedience. So do you see that? All throughout Scripture, the blessing, the the strength, our, our endurance, it comes from doing the Word of God and not just 
hearing it. We have strength in being obedient to the commands of the Lord. And so on the flip side of that, if we are strengthened by being obedient to the Father, well then on the other side of that, if we are disobedient to the Father, what do you think happens? We're weak. We are weak. And again, this is all over Scripture. Joshua chapter 5, verse 6. It says, For the people of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness until all the nation, the men of war who came out of Egypt, perished. Why? Because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. The Lord swore to them that He would not let them see the land that the Lord had sworn to their fathers to give to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. One of the lowest points in Israelite history of wandering in the desert for 40 years is a direct result of their disobedience to God. One of their points of greatest weakness is a direct result of their disobedience to the Father. Romans chapter 2, verse 8, it says, But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. What strength is there in wrath and fury? You know what I mean? Like, what strength do we get from the wrath and fury of the Lord? Like, no, there's weakness, right? There's discipline. There's weakness and disobedience. And then John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is a life verse for me. Um, Let me just remind you again, we are not saved. We do not get eternal life from our obedience. Okay? We don't, that's not how it works. So if we are in Christ, if we are into the hand of the Father, then there is absolutely nothing that can snatch away our eternal life. However, if we are living a life that is disobedient to the Father, then you are absolutely giving the enemy free reign to take your abundant life. I mean, he says right there, he comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Where's the strength in that? Where is the strength in that? When we are disobedient, there is weakness. And when we are obedient, there is strength. So listen, we all go through hard seasons of life. Every single one of us. And this year, the year 2020, it's just been one big year of hardship and tough seasons between COVID and between just all that is happening. It's just one hard season of life. And if you're just going to be real, some of you out here and some of us listening, we are just drained. We are tired. We are weak. And we are just sick of this season. But can I just say something bold for a moment? Sometimes the weakness that you and I have in dark and hard seasons of life really don't have anything to do with the season themselves, but has everything to do with how you and I respond to that season. Because if we are responding in a kingdom way, where we are responding with obedience to the basic teachings of Scripture, then we will be strengthened even through the hardest of seasons. But when we are disobedient, you better believe that your season is going to be a lot harder on you than it has to be. It's so much harder But there is reward in obedience. There is strength in obedience. There is endurance in just simply being obedient to the Father. And so as many of you all know, I have a son named Ezra. And as I was preparing for today, um, I began to realize that I don't think 
since he's been born, I really don't think I've preached a single sermon and not mentioned Ezra. And what I learned from that is that kids are just walking sermon illustrations with half the stuff they do, okay? Um, but anyway, uh, Ezra is almost three years old. He's going to be three years old in about a month, which is just dumb, okay? It's just crazy. But um, he's almost three years old, and right before um, he turned two, when he was still one years old, we, uh, Kayla and I, we really started to crack down on the potty training. And we started working hard, and he was doing really good, and he was really starting to get it. Then 2020 hit, COVID hit, quarantine hit, and so the potty training kind of took a little a little sidestep. We, Kayla and I, just we just got so busy that we weren't really able to put in the effort uh, that we should have for his potty training. So here we are now. He's almost three. And while he's doing great, he's still not fully potty trained. But here's the thing. he When he uses the potty like he's supposed to, like we go nuts. Like we party. You know what I mean? We celebrate. We're jumping up and down. We're doing dances. We're giving him prizes. Yay, Ezra, you are awesome. We're so proud. And Ezra just lights up at this. He, I mean, he's just cheesing. You know what I mean? He's so excited. It makes him so happy. But on the times where he doesn't use the potty, he has his accidents, he gets frustrated. Because honestly, Kayla and I, we get frustrated because he knows what to do. He, he'll look at us and say, you know, we'll say, Ezra, if you got to go potty, what are you going to do? I'm going to tell mommy and daddy. That's right, buddy. We'll put you on pie. Yeah, well, I'll do that, daddy. But then he doesn't do it. And so Kay and I will get a little frustrated with him. Let's be honest. And he gets frustrated and then he doesn't want to use the potty because we're frustrated that he didn't use the potty. And it's just this, this cycle that's hard to break. And all my parents out there who have potty trained, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so the, the, here's the point. It's the same way with our obedience to the Father. It is the exact same with our obedience to the Father. When we know what to do and we are obedient to it, guys, there's strength in it. Like there's joy in obedience. There's an excitement and there's an endurance and a willingness to take that next obedience step, to keep moving forward. But when we fail to be obedient, when we are weak, then the price of that disobedience absolutely brings us down. It weakens us. And so the question that I have to ask you is this. In this season of COVID, in this season of an upcoming election where there's all kinds of political turmoil, in a season where there is racial division, where there are uh, protests and shootings and all things that have happened, the question I need to ask you and you need to ask yourself is this. Are you responding to this season in an obedient and kingdom manner or are you responding in a disobedient and worldly manner? Because again, if you're feeling especially weak during this season, there's a good possibility that a lot of your weakness does not come from the season itself, but from how you've been responding to the season. And so... At this point, you may be asking, okay, well then, how exactly am I supposed to respond? Like, what, are, like, what is the kingdom response? And guys, the answer to that is pretty simple. It's we just daily do the kingdom principles of God. We just daily walk according to the kingdom principles of God. And so uh, the kingdom principles of God, are they are good for every season of life, every single season. But I want to give you four kingdom principles that I personally have found to be especially true and especially 
um, important during this season that we're in. So let me give you these four kingdom principles real quick. James chapter 4, verse 8. It's a verse that, again, Robert read last week, and it says, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And so, again, we have that amazing promise that He will draw near to us, but there's also that obedient step of draw near to God. So the question i got to ask you is, have you done that? I mean, all of us, we were shut in our homes for months at a time. And in that time, we sh- hopefully you had a lot more time to draw near to the Father, to get into His Word, to be in prayer, to, to just worship and to just seek His presence. So are you drawing near? A basic kingdom principle of life, just draw near to God. Another one, Romans chapter 12, verse 18. If possible... So far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. That's a big one right now, y'all, because that's not happening. Let's just be real. Like, during a time where there's just, I mean, there guys, there's just division over everything, over mask or no mask, over Black Lives Matter, over Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And far too often, we are not voices of peace in the middles of these divisions. Are you a person of peace in this or is your voice just carrying more division? Are you a person of peace or are you just complaining and just being frustrated through this whole thing? To the best of your ability, are you striving to live at peace with all people? It's another principle. Uh, Mark chapter 12, verse 17. Jesus said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. So this is an especially important kingdom principle with this upcoming election that we have. And I'm going to actually say, say something that um, Andrew Eaton posted on Facebook at our last presidential election four years ago. I remember reading it and thinking, man, that is good stuff. And so all the credit of what I'm about to say goes to Andrew Eaton. But he took this kingdom principle and he said this, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, your vote... And to God, the things that are God's, your hope. Guys, I'm pretty young. I'm just going to be honest. I'm only 28 years old. I've only voted in two presidential elections in my lifetime. Yet I feel compelled to remind you that your hope does not rest in who is sitting in the White House. Your hope rests in who is sitting on the throne. Our hope is not in a president, but in the king. So when you go to vote this year, vote as one with a hope that will not falter depending on who is voted into the White House. Because your vote is in the King who never changes and who reigns forever, who has all authority in heaven and on earth. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, your vote, but give to God what is God's, your hope. It's an Archean principle. The last one, James chapter 1, verse 19. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. may say in your version, quick to listen. Man, I feel like I need to spend a lot of time on this one. I don't have a lot of time, but let's just talk about this one. More so now during this season of COVID and racial unrest and political tension than any other time in my life. Have I seen Christians take this kingdom principle and they just throw it in the trash? 
Instead, we have adopted our own way of thinking that says, all right, I've got my opinion. Let me give it to you whether you want to hear it or not. And if you disagree, well, you just get away from me. I don't want to hear it. Guys, that's not the kingdom principle. I mean, in a world and time of social media, quick access to literally just about any news article we can get our hands on, we are so quick to form our opinions on things, which is fine. You can have your opinions, but we're also way too quick to share our opinions. Like, can we just be real? We're way too quick to do that. And more often than not, if we do take the time to actually listen to other people, most of the time, we only listen so far as their opinion begins to make us uncomfortable, or we just get so frustrated in our disagreement that we just write them off, or even worse, we attack them, and we, we mock them for their opinion, and we just, we just, we're not Jesus to them. And I'm just going to be honest, in, in the time of social media, that's what I see happening. Church, listen. This is a basic kingdom principle of life. And if you are just obedient to it, there is strength. One of the reasons why we're so weak in the seasons is because we just keep arguing about everything. What if we were quick to listen and slow to speak? What if we just loved people enough to just listen and love them well? So guys, listen, those are just a few kingdom principles that we can hold on to right now. Now listen, there's a whole lot more. There are so many more kingdom principles, but here's the thing. Here's just, again, the main point. If we are just obedient to these kingdom principles of life, obedient to every kingdom principle of Scripture, if we just respond to things in an obedient and kingdom way, we will have strength. And the more that we turn from these things, the more we are disobedient, the quicker we see our strength fade. And so... Some of y'all may be saying, all right, I get it. I hear what you're saying, I get it, but this season is unlike any other. This season is difficult, it's different, it's hard. How am I to be obedient in this season? And again, the answer is simple. Just look to Jesus. We look to Christ because there's not a single obedient step in your life that He is calling you to that He has not been obedient to Himself. Hebrews chapter 4 tells us that he was tempted in every single way that you and I are, but he was without sin. And you're like, what, what, what do you mean he was, he, he was tempted in what way? Like Jesus never faced a global pandemic. Guys, Jesus flooded the planet. In Genesis chapter 5, like Genesis 6 and 7, he literally flooded the planet. You want to talk about a global pandemic? And yet he was faithful to save those who were obedient. I remember Jesus didn't just show up in Bethlehem. He has been there from the beginning. Okay, oh, I hear you. What about the political turmoil? Jesus wasn't, hasn't lived through this. Again, Jesus lived in a nation that was literally overrun by another nation. And how did he respond? By healing the servants and the children of the centurions, the very people who were oppressing them. He ministered to them and he loved them. All right, well, what about all the racial unrest? What's my obedience step there? I don't know, but guys, listen. Jesus there, Jesus, one of the first people that he ever revealed himself to as a Christ was a Samaritan woman, one who the Jews will look at as unclean and unworthy purely because she was of a different race. Guys, and ultimately, I mean, he's gone through every single step for us, but ultimately his obedience led him to a cross. Jesus was obedient to the point of taking a cross. 
He bore a cross for our disobedience. He bore the weight of our sin and our disobedience so that we could be forgiven of it. So that we could then be saved and empowered to live this strengthened, obedient life that I'm talking about. Because of Jesus' obedience, we can be obedient. There's not a single step He is calling you to that He has not already taken. And I promise you, church, if you are just obedient to the kingdom principles of life, if you follow in the steps of Christ, there is strength for us to get through. So as we come to our conclusion, I mean, I have just a pretty obvious question for you. Are you being obedient? In this season, are you being obedient? Jeff and I, we counsel a lot of people, and I'll be honest, a lot of things. And one of the first questions we ask people who are feeling so weak and so down, one of the very first questions we ask people is, have you been obedient? A lot of times, let's be honest, the answer is no. That's why they're in the place they're in. Guys, it's because there is strength in obedience and there is weakness in disobedience. So are you being obedient? Are you following the basic kingdom principles of Scripture? Are you a doer who is blessed or are you a hearer who forgets? My charge is simple. Be obedient. Follow the kingdom principles of Scripture. And don't just wait around until you feel like it. Don't just wait around until you feel like you're finally strong enough. Just be obedient and you will have strength. There's strength in obedience, church. Will you join me? Will we just walk together in obedience and see the strength of the Lord? I love you, church. Thank you so much for joining us. Grace and peace.